KPHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Medical and veterinary experts agree that pet hamsters need to be put down because they can pass on viruses such as COVID-19. Several lawmakers who attended a birthday party that led to a COVID cluster have returned to the legislative chamber. And film producer Chek Lee Sin says he's ready to run for the post of chief executive. A veterinary expert says it's possible that hamsters could have passed COVID to humans, as the rodents are highly susceptible to the virus. Professor Nicholas Osterreider, the dean of City University's Jockey Club College of Veterinary Medicine and Life Sciences, believes the risk is low, but says the government's call order is the result of Hong Kong's zero COVID policy. He says there has been animal-to-human transmission of COVID-19 in the Netherlands. There have been cases of uh, animal-to-human transmission. I'm thinking of mink in, in the Netherlands, for example. I, I think it is plausible that uh, hamsters, which are highly susceptible to the virus, they're used all over the world as model animals, produce large amounts of viruses if they're infected for a relatively short period of time, but still they could uh, infect humans. I mean, they probably got initially infected or very likely initially infected by humans. Medical experts have backed the government's decision to call more than 2,000 hamsters and other small mammals to prevent the spread of COVID-19. They say it simply doesn't have the capacity to isolate and test all the animals linked to a Causeway Bay pet shop where a salesperson and a customer have come down with COVID-19. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yuen Kwok Yung told a radio program that he knew the planned call would be unpopular, but said it needed to be done urgently to cut off any invisible virus transmission chains among the hamsters. Meanwhile, another government advisor, David Hoy of the Chinese University, agreed the call is needed. Speaking on an RTHK program, he said it's common practice to cull all animals linked to an outbreak for the perspective of public health. In LegCo, Health Secretary Sophia Chan was asked why officials didn't make it compulsory for people to hand over hamsters they'd bought after December the 22nd to the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department, or AFCD. She spoke through an interpreter. The intention is to minimize the risks. We strongly advise pet owners to do so. And of course, if there is any legal means, we can make it mandatory. But we believe everyone has to chip in in fighting the pandemic. And there are already pet owners who have called the AFCD to hand over the hamsters. On the subject of recent complaints about the Penny's Bay Quarantine Center from people sent there, Professor Chan said officials have already taken measures to improve conditions, such as deploying more staff at the facility. She said cutting the quarantine period for close contacts of COVID patients from 21 days to 14 had also helped. At least nine lawmakers who attended a party at the center of an Omicron COVID cluster have returned to the LegCo chamber. A total of 20 of them went to the birthday birthday bash of NPC Delegate Whitman Hung on January the 3rd. Four were sent to quarantine in Penny's Bay, while 16 self-isolated at home. Last week, LegCo President Andrew Larong said those who'd been to the birthday party should stay away from the chamber's first session. But health authorities then shortened the quarantine period for close contacts of people confirmed with the Omicron variant to two weeks. Junius Ho, Kenneth Falk, members of the DAB and members of the New People's Party, including Lai Tung Kwok, were among those who'd self-isolated at today's meeting. Mr. Lai said they'd all tested negative, 
and had sought an expert's opinion before turning up for the meeting. Businessman Checkley Sin has announced that he's running in the chief executive election in March, making him the first person to declare his bid for the SAR's top job. Speaking in a pre-recorded video posted on his YouTube channel, Mr. Sin said Hong Kong needs a big change after 20 years of what he calls internal exhaustion. The 65-year-old film producer says he will focus on tackling livelihood issues if he's elected. The focus of my election platform is that I will bring in sweeping changes to tackle livelihood problems in the areas of housing, medical, education and social welfare. My goal is to improve people's living standards and to build a harmonious society. I will equally consider the reasonable rights of different classes and I will not advocate hatred against the rich or discrimination because this is not how a harmonious society should be. But to be able to do this, there needs to be huge economic support. So we need to develop our economy with full force. A former spokesman for the now-defunct group Hong Kong Indigenous, Edward Leung, was released from jail in the early hours of the morning, having completed his sentence for his role in the 2016 Mong Kok riot. It's understood that the police had asked the Correctional Services Department to make arrangements for him to leave Shekpik Prison at around 3 in the morning, over safety considerations. Mr. Leung later posted a social media message saying that he was home and that he wouldn't receive visits or give interviews. Shortly afterward, his social media page was deleted. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he will keep an open mind as to whether or not to distribute another round of electronic consumption vouchers in his upcoming budget. At a LegCo meeting, legislators demanded the government dish out at least $5,000, noting the current Omicron outbreak had forced many businesses to close temporarily. They also said people could use the money to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the handover. Speaking through an interpreter, Mr. Chan said the government will need to consider their demands carefully. While there are still diverse views this year, we maintain an open mind. There will be a dynamic assessment of the situation. Now, if you look at the economic situation, if not for the current uh, wave of outbreak, the uh, underlying factors of the economy have been good. But then, at this stage, the SL government has to take a very stringent social distancing measures, hoping to cut the transmission chains as soon as possible. We need to observe the situation further and make appropriate response to the situation. Ukraine's defense minister has urged Western governments to impose immediate sanctions on Moscow, warning that a Russian invasion could lead to bloodshed and a refugee crisis for Europe. In a BBC interview, Alexei Resnikov said new sanctions now would help Moscow understand that an attack would be very expensive. Here's the BBC's Stephen Secker. Western intelligence sources say a Russian offensive could come at any time. The Ukrainian defense minister called on Western governments to act now to avert a dramatic military escalation. He said the U.S. and its NATO allies needed to make an invasion very expensive for Moscow by imposing sweeping new economic sanctions on Russia. He warned that if an invasion took place, there would be a lot of blood, a lot of refugees. It would be, he said, a disaster for Europe. The United Nations says it's stepping up its response to the volcanic eruption and tsunami in Tonga 
as a commu- as the communications begin to improve. The UN representative in the Pacific, Jonathan Veach, said a health team had arrived in the worst affected island group and set up a temporary clinic. He added that the evacuation of islands made uninhabitable by the tsunami had begun. The government is supporting that from Atata to Tonga Tapu to the main island and from Mango Island due to the damage sustained by the ash and the heavy amount of ash that's been uh, falling. All domestic and international flights have been deferred until further notice. The clearing up operation continues and has made quite good progress in the airport, but is still not sufficient to be able to land aircraft. U.S. telecoms giants AT&T and Verizon have agreed at the last minute to delay the rollout of new 5G mobile networks across the country. The move follows a warning from airlines that the technology could interfere with the equipment on some older aircraft, making them unsafe to fly. The BBC's Theo Leggett reports. This is the third time that a major expansion of U.S. 5G networks has been delayed due to concerns over aviation safety. Airlines of America, which represents leading carriers, has warned that the sector could face massive disruption. It says the new communications networks should not operate at all within two miles of airports. Many other countries, including the UK, have successfully implemented 5G networks without apparent safety issues. But the way in which they've done so has been different, for example with providers using frequencies less likely to cause interference and lower power telecoms masts. The technology giant Microsoft says it will buy the maker of video games such as Call of Duty for almost 70 billion U.S. dollars. The takeover of Activision Blizzard is the biggest deal ever by the company founded by Bill Gates. The BBC's Jonathan Joseph reports. With almost 400 million players across the world, the company offers Microsoft a huge pool of new customers. The tech giant already has a big presence in gaming thanks to its Xbox console. But this deal will allow it to better compete with its main rival, the Sony PlayStation. It comes despite activism facing a string of negative headlines about a toxic workplace culture and claims of sexual harassment. Microsoft clearly believes that despite that, the quality of games it's buying will take it to the next level. The 16th century Villa Aurora, owned by the Ludovici family for 400 years, has failed to sell at auction in Rome and will be resubmitted in April at a discounted price. Here's the BBC's Mark Lowen. Even the world's wealthiest have their limit, and 471 million euros turned out to be beyond it for Rome's Villa Aurora, attracting no bids at auction, despite containing a Michelangelo statue in the garden, letters by Marie Antoinette, and Caravaggio's Jupiter, Neptune and Pluto, his only ceiling mural. Owned by the late Italian Prince Ludovisi, his Texan widow is being forced to sell it amid an inheritance dispute with his sons. There will be a second attempt at the sale in April, with a 20% cut in the initial asking price. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 24,092. 20 points down on the previous close. Turnover is at $60.1 billion. In currency, the U.S. dollar will buy you 114 yen, 0.37 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 59 cents. In sport... Start with tennis. Top-ranked Ash Barty has breezed through to the third round of the Australian Open for the sixth consecutive year, beating Italian qualifier Lucia Bronzetti 6-1-6-1 in under an hour at the Rod Laver Arena. Barty is bidding to become the first Australian woman since 1978 to win her home Grand Slam tournament. 
But provided she wins her next game, Barty could end up in a fourth-round showdown against the defending champion, Naomi Osaka. Eighth seed, Paula Badosa, Alina Svitolina, and the 15th seed, the two-time Australian Open champion, Victoria Azarenka, are also safely through to the third round in Melbourne. Earlier, the men's second seed, Daniel Medvedev, defeated Switzerland's Henri Laksonin to reach the second round, while Stefanos Tsitsipas eased past his practice partner, Mikkel Emer of Sweden, 6-2, Tsitsipas says he's been able to play to his own strength. I have a great net game, and some of the players, most of the players, don't have the um, ability to come to the net the way I do, and to cover the court and uh, win a lot of points uh, with the volleys. Uh, they simply don't have it. So I think it's something that is in my advantage, and I have been working my entire lifetime to perfect that. Next to football, Africa's Cup of Nations, where four-time champions Ghana have been knocked out after a 3-2 loss to Comoros. The BBC's Pierce Edward has details. The Africa Cup of Nations came alive on Tuesday as Comoros secured a fairy tale win when slaying four-time champions Ghana. The Black Stars suffered their first group stage exit in 16 years as they lost 3-2 to the tournament debutants after captain Andre Ayou was shown an early red card. Comoros were cruising at 2-0 up, only to be pegged back before Ahmed Mogni, who plays in France's third division, struck a memorable winner. Ghana's exit allowed Morocco to top the group after the North Africans drew 2-2 with Gabon in one of the games of the tournament. After falling behind twice, Morocco fought back twice. Paris Saint-Germain star Ashraf Hakimi curling home a sumptuous free kick five minutes from time to level the scores. Earlier in the day, Senegal drew 0-0 with Malawi to top Group B, despite scoring just once in their three group games. They're joined in the next round by Guinea, who lost 2-1 to Zimbabwe, but made it through nonetheless in a game where Rwanda's Salima Mukansanga made history as the first woman to ever referee a Nations Cup match. In the English Premier League, Chelsea missed the chance to go second after blowing a lead at Brighton. Brighton fans, extremely noisy as McAllister takes the corner. There's the header! And it's into the back of the net! And Brighton have their equaliser through centre-back Adam Webster. Met it cleanly. Kepa had no chance. Brighton deserve it. Brighton won, Chelsea won. One all was away. It finished as Adam Webster got the equaliser for Brighton, cancelling out the opener by Hakim Ziyech. Chelsea remain third in the table. They've also played two more games in Liverpool, who are one point above them. In weather, it'll be mainly fine. Moderate northeasterly winds. The outlook, there'll be sunny periods tomorrow, windy with a few rain patches. Current temperature, 20 degrees Celsius. Humidity, 58%. And that's the news from RTHK. As the risk of severe disease and death from COVID-19 increases with age, vaccines are highly recommended for the elderly. Common side effects are usually mild and temporary. Experts advise that those who have had flu shots before can safely receive COVID-19 vaccines. Even if you have a disease, you should get vaccinated as long as your condition is stable. Just staying home doesn't mean you're free from the risk of infection. Protect yourself. Get vaccinated early. Given the volatility of the pandemic, please get the third COVID-19 vaccination dose soon. The antibody level will drop over time after receiving a vaccine. Getting the third jab gives extra protection to guard against the virus. 
Most importantly, it reduces the risks of severe disease and death. The mutant strains are highly contagious. Get the first and second doses soon if you haven't done so, and receive the third one on time to protect yourself and those around you. Enhance protection. Get all three doses.